Hello and welcome to Breathe Fit and Free with your host Nasiha Sheikh. In this podcast, we will explore together the struggles of being healthy and going through fitness transformations and come up with precise solutions. I am a fitness instructor and a nutrition expert and I would like to share my ongoing health journey so we can collectively inspire each other to be healthy and breathe fit and free. After that amazing last episode with Corona Lynn, the body liberation coach and the kind of amazing work that she does, she has touched my heart, my soul and she has given so much of value and I would definitely want to welcome her back into my show. I have never experienced kind of value because of it I think it's because of the work she does and the kind of message that she has to share. Thank you again Karuna for coming back into my show and giving this lovely insight to my listeners and let's continue with where we left off. So we had discussed about body liberation where shame comes from, how it finds its own tricky ways of entering into our lives. So today I would like to talk about what kind of impact it has in our life. So I think we should continue from where we left off. So having said that, I would like to know what are some ways you think that this body shame and these kind of negative feelings that we harbor in ourselves, how does it affect our everyday life? How does it impact us? Yeah. Yeah. Such an important thing to understand. I think one of the biggest ways that I have personally experienced the everyday life impact of body shame and and that I hear in a lot of the people that I I work with and talk to is simply the amount of space that it takes up in our mind. We all have such limited mental capacity and energetic capacity. We are humans with limits. That is healthy. And when we're really operating out of a place of body shame and believing that we need to change our bodies and our bodies aren't good enough, oftentimes that looks like a consumption with thinking about what we're gonna eat and focusing on which things to eat and which things to not eat and and planning our meals ahead and hiding food and thinking and, and being nervous about social gatherings around food or spending hours meal prepping to have certain kinds of food that we can eat because certain kinds of food are bad or or really feeling a lot of like anxiety about what we're going to wear, like what we're going to wear in public or who's going to see us or how we look or how people are perceiving us. And this is honestly one of the biggest impacts, one of the biggest ways that it impacts our everyday life. But so many, so many of us and in my own journey, even um, we don't even recognize that it's happening because it's been so normalized. Normalized, yeah. But it's so normal, you know, air quotes, to spend all this time and mental energy thinking about food and size and clothes. Everyone does it. It's normal, yeah. right? And there's like, you have, there's, there's so much space for like creative pursuits and like so many other things when we detach ourselves from the belief that our, our bodies are, are, are wrong. So in another way that it shows up is like general Mm self-confidence. How confident do we feel about ourselves? And that's in our jobs, in our families, in our roles in our families as, you know, mothers, wives, daughters, friends, husbands, you know, I'm not sure who your listeners are, if they're all, yeah. it shows up in the how confident we feel about 
our anything that we want to put into the world our ideas you know even our ideas our passions mm -hmm. because what happens and i want to explain that a little bit because when we inherently feel shame about our bodies. Mm -hmm. I mentioned this in the last episode. It correlates, it has a subconscious translation into, I, I am not good enough. Mm -hmm. So it starts as my body isn't good enough. And because we are souls within our bodies, these are our physical, you know, experiences expressions in the world we live in and walk in these things yeah, yeah. like this body is me this yeah. body is me like they are one and the same that's how we experience it and so when my body is not good enough i am not good enough and so then it's struggle with self-confidence yes it's struggle with feeling good enough as a human as it and then it's maybe like my body's not good enough and I'm not good enough. So maybe my ideas aren't good enough. Maybe I'm not a good enough a mother. I'm not a good enough um, friend. Maybe I'm, and it's very rarely is that something we're very aware oh, that's very correlated. Yes. Yeah, it's usually very subconscious and, and we're not cognitively thinking, oh, because I feel bad about my body, that's why I don't think I'm a good mother. Or, you know, I'm a mother, so I keep using that yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's like so many correlations between how we as individuals show up in the world, what we're interested in, what we do, and that is directly impacted by how we feel about our bodies, whether we re are realizing it or not. That's so, oh, wow. Yeah. You after after every little thing that you say, it's not little, it's huge. <laughs> and I I relate with it so well. The whole thought of I am not good enough and the kind of domino effect it has with our emotions. Mm -hmm. Like how you said, you know, you end up thinking that you are not enough. You as a person are not enough. You mm -hmm. as a mind are not enough. You as a wife are not mm -hmm. enough or as a mother not enough, as a sister not. Oh, I relate with it. And uh, it's, it's a horrible place to be in. And sometimes how I was able to, um, it's like a well-wisher once told me that, you know, if you feel you are not enough, then you project it out to the world that you are not enough. You know, but I had this question for that person when they said this, like, I don't want to feel that I'm not enough. Something is making me feel that. But yes, I definitely want to tell the whole idea about that's what I'm practicing recently about taking responsibility for my own emotions, taking responsibility mm -hmm. for the way I think. So when I do that, then I feel like when I tell that, okay, so-and-so person or so-and-so situation made me feel I'm not enough. That is my mistake that I somehow made, uh, you know, allowed them to feel. It's not a mistake, but I gave them the power or I gave that situation so much of power to impact me. But then I tell myself that, you know, I am more powerful and, you know, it's in my head or, you know, I can completely split it out. It's people, they do say things, situations do happen. We, we cannot expect everybody around us to say the most perfect things to us or make us feel the most perfect way. So how I feel, how I think is in my hands. But I understand it's not an easy 
process to even accept this responsibility and apply it in our life because i am going through that process so i know it's not very easy but i think it is not a kind of a solution for this but it is definitely worth it to try to accept things and to take responsibilities for like i do i take responsibilities for my emotions so i feel that okay if somebody has made me feel this but i am not i am not eating well or i am not sleeping well or i should i should get up and you know move a little bit of my body i should why am i giving power to somebody so that you know i just curl myself up again and sleep you know i should not do that with myself it is complicated it is challenging us a little bit but somehow it has helped me but i had all this space and i got this space and i got this idea of releasing myself from the negativity that i had festered within myself so i know i understand but i am not enough is a very powerful emotion and it breaks people down in very bad ways and i definitely don't want that for any of my clients or any of my listeners or anybody around me actually so anybody who comes to me as a client and they talk to me about what they feel and i don't first start talking about okay what's your weight and what's you know i want to know what they feel and mm-hmm. and i have a friend who is teaching me the concept of self awareness just mm-hmm. being aware of our mind our thoughts that mm-hmm. actually helps with taking responsibility and it's like you know that has helped me in taking my life in my control i know mm-hmm. see i can't control what's going on out there i can't control what's you know there are so many people now who say oh it's it's covid 19 and we are on lockdown and we are putting on weight and we are eating everything possible and but trust me somehow my business has picked up during this lockdown i have lost more weight during this lockdown i have become more stronger during this lockdown so you know it all happened because i took responsibility of my own thought and my own mind and my own action so i wanted to stop having that feeling that i am not enough i don't want that feeling in my life so i took it as a responsibility so it is there are so many ways i'm sure like um you have something called as uh, the body acceptance checklist so it's an amazing checklist so i feel like when we go through the entire process and our mind goes through the entire process of the checklist it helps it helps uh, trust me it helps and i want my listeners to go to your website and do have a look at that checklist <laughs> Yeah, I really liked a lot of the of the things that you mentioned there uh, specifically around like taking your power back. I yes. think that's so important and I've spent a lot of time in the like you know the like personal development world mm-hmm. uh, and there's like there's there's this idea I personally feel like there's this undercurrent underlying theme in a lot of the personal development world of like we're broken So we need to do this work so that we yeah. can get better. Yeah. Um and I think that's really toxic and my approach is very much in alignment with what you with what you were saying because my belief is we're not broken. We are not. We are we are wonderful and we are okay just as we are. We have just gotten tangled in in all these like toxic systems and ideologies and experiences yeah. that have been thrown onto us and then we're like, you know, tangled up like in a spider's web with all of this stuff and who we are can't get free from that, you know. Who we truly are and we have all these beliefs wrapped around us that are suffocating us. Yeah. And to me the idea of 
taking our power back means just just like you were saying okay i hear this person you know commenting on my weight or you know giving me a weird look because my body has changed i don't have to make that mean anything mean about anything me. yes exactly yeah that and it's not because i use i used to approach it of like well they said it so it must be true mm. like someone else is like, seeing this about me or thinks this so it must be true and the idea of like taking our power back is so important because it says i get to decide what's true for me yeah i get to decide how i'm going to show up in the world and what my experiences are i don't have to agree with all of these things Negative. that are being put on me yeah, yeah. yeah and that's one of the hardest parts about this work is that the world is still going to be toxic. The world is still going to have all of these, you know, there's still going to be people in our lives that say, you know, inconsiderate things about our bodies, which is, you know, it's totally inappropriate for people to comment on other people's bodies, in my it opinion. Is, it is. It um, and, and people are still going to have their own opinions, but we can create a way for us as individuals to show up and create a version of self-protection from that yes. so that we can show up and not be impacted to exactly. such an extreme degree exactly. and decide i can decide how i want to show up in the world yes exactly. like i can i can decide what's true for me i can trust myself that's another big thing that body shame takes from yes. us yes is the ability to trust ourselves oh really, wow yeah i know that this is this conversation with you has been so enlightening. You know, when you said that it takes away the trust from ourselves. In the last episode, you had mentioned something about how religion plays a big role where, you know, mm. it says that it's something similar in my religion as well, where, uh, you know, our scriptures say that have to, like, we are supposed to make our men happy and we are supposed to, you know, be so and so to our men. So our men are happy and satisfied. And But that's not what our scriptures actually say. If they mm. say that men, women are supposed to be something for men, then our scriptures also say that men are also supposed to be something for women mm -hmm. and and sometimes i feel when i look at it it's more powerful the 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 rights for us women are more powerful so and nowadays thankfully it's the awareness has come out and people are realizing that you know okay having having a woman in your life and the kind of power and the kind of strength that she brings in so it is much above how she appears to be or how she looks it's much more deeper of how how much of sacrifice she goes through and how much that she gives into your life and mm -hmm. making a family making a home so when it gets reduced to appearances it completely diminishes the the female's presence and i'm glad all this is coming out now where you know at least in my religion a lot of scholars have started talking about what the rights for the women are rather than the rights from a, wo a woman so that's amazing but having said that i there was this whole phase in my life where i was like no i'm not being liked or i'm not being appreciated of the way i look or you know something is wrong with me or you know the whole i am not enough thing but then i felt i was able to overcome that when i consciously took into my mind where i thought that i want to look good for myself and i would love to look good for my husband it was like you know I, it was just a little change in perspective where I said I want to do this for myself 
so i feel great i feel good i feel happy i want to lose my weight so i can overcome pcos i want to lose weight so i can you know help my hormones i want to lose weight so i can you know because it is affecting my health somewhere and you know i want to become healthy so i am there and i want to look good for myself first and now no matter how i look it shows the strength i had throughout my life in the past few years so now whatever i do with my health with my body is first for myself it's quite a supportive journey so far it's been nice it became a more better and a more supportive journey when i changed my outlook when i changed the way i thought and i decided that no nothing is wrong with me i am good the way i am i have love for people i have kindness for people and i i love the kind of work i do and you know there are people who see me for who i am so and because when i started thinking that something was wrong with me everything went downhill in my life but when i started thinking that i am i am who i am and i am i like the way who i am and i have people who have been attached with me have gotten good out of me and who have not gotten good out of me then it's something that you know the circumstances didn't allow so i was like i accept the person i am and i love the way i am and i think when we do that i feel even the external forces accept us also so you know it's it's basically you know the whole word of acceptance i think the whole word of acceptance is like we should not accept others we should accept ourselves and others will automatically and i feel others here just comes for our immediate inner circle you know our own family but outside that i don't think we should pressure our heads you know no matter how the world perceives us it's their own headache kind of a thing so that's the kind <laughs> of attitude that <laughs> you know so i i expect i accept things i expect but i expect it just from my inner circle so so far my inner circle has not been very toxic so that was that is a good thing for me so but there are so many people who have the inner circle itself very toxic so which is very difficult to even live in so that's where the whole support system that i want to create is for such people so thank you for giving all this insight and i'm sure this is so much more valuable for a lot of people listening because i get to hear so many stories and i know the kind of audience i have and i'm sure that there are a lot of people who are listening to me right now and who will be having so much of value out of this and you have no idea how grateful i am right now so that's so good to hear yeah i really i want to i really loved that you mentioned um self awareness yes. i think that's so extremely important in the journey of overcoming body shame and really healing our relationship with yeah. our bodies yeah and just really getting in tune with what is it that we believe what is it that i'm really thinking right now what is the underlying message that i'm you know holding on to this is a, a like general term is like what are the narratives in my yeah. life or yeah. or some people call it like self talk you know talk, how am i yeah. talking to myself yeah. yeah because one of the things that i experienced is i actually had a a similar journey of like transitioning to like okay i'm not going to do this for you know anyone else i'm going to do this for myself i want to i want to change my body for myself it's for me and whenever i really got into some deep self awareness work for me personally my journey i realized that there was still even 
really toxic ideas underneath that yes. that I didn't know because no. like I also had that the I was very much so striving like I want to look good for myself like that's that's what I want and what I didn't realize until much later in my journey because I'm like that should be a good motivator like in my brain I'm like that should be a good motivator for me to like stay consistent and because it's for me it's what I want but then when I really unpacked it like looking good there was this underlying narrative for me of like looking good meant a certain thing thing yeah I couldn't look good anyway I was striving for a certain look because in my mind that look was good that's what it meant to look good and that meant that I believed anything else other than that meant my body didn't look good look good yeah which was directly connected to the I'm not good enough I was like wow like total you know I never realized that you know I never saw that correlation it was like I just want to look good and I thought this is a good this is a good thing this is a, this is a really healthy motivation like I want to lose weight for myself like I want to lose weight like my my language a lot was like I want to lose weight so that I could be healthy and strong to like go on adventures with my kids I really mm -hmm. love like being outdoors and going on adventures and even that was like once I really got into deep self-awareness work I was like I have this belief that if my body is big, if I'm in a bigger body, that I'm I'm still That's equating it to it's not healthy, healthy and that yes. means I can't do things with my kids. Yeah. Because, and, and that's like, that's also like a thing we see in media. Yes. It's like people who are in larger bodies are tired and they're lazy and they don't want it. Like it's very much so like all, it, it's portrayed very negatively and most of the time. And, and so that's the belief that it was like underneath that for me. And it, it's like, wow, there's so many layers, you know, it's just like, yes. you get there and you're like, freedom. Oh wait, another layer, freedom. Oh wait, and now, like, it's just, you know, there's so many layers and it's hard. And this is why in my work, one of the main components I encourage people because there's so many layers and there's so many things and, yeah. and, and that's why the core, one of the core premises that I work with people on that I encourage people around is self-compassion because that is what I believe that is what sustains us through this mm -hmm. process mm -hmm. of really coming to a deep point of body and self-liberation mm -hmm. because we have to be compassionate with ourselves yes especially if we've been conditioned to believe any any version of the narrative that there's something wrong with me because yes. what happens just get using the self example the self-awareness example i just gave yes it was so easy for me to think whenever i recognized oh my idea of looking good still means that all other bodies don't look good look and good, i only yeah. want this this certain version it was so easy for my brain to immediately go to oh crap Karana like you're still you're still not good at this like you still aren't very self-aware and just like beating myself up for that you know like oh you still didn't get it like you're still missing toxic not not doing it right not doing it right no like we have to be so gentle with ourselves and so compassionate and kind I would say what like self-compassion and kindness looks like to me and an example of it is is how would I treat a child you know how would I, yeah, how would I treat a child in this situation? So if I wouldn't say, oh, you stupid child, you got it wrong again. Yeah, yeah. No, that's like not <laughs> healthy. I would say, 
wow, like, look, we're still learning. Look, we're, you know, yeah, sometimes mistakes happen and that's okay. And just so much gentleness, you know, and that's why I really focus on, on like the core, the, the common thread through all of my work is like practicing self-compassion and not beating ourselves up as we like untangle this process, not being hard on ourselves because there is so many layers and there's like four self steps Hmm. that I can, I can share if you want to get into that, but that's, there's self-awareness is so important for sure. Wow. Wow. I feel there a little bit there. I sort of got a little bit taste of your own coaching style a little bit there (laughs) because my mind was blown, you know, with something that I had previously said. And then you gave me another layer of my own thought. It was amazing. So now coming up. Oh, my God. This has been an amazing, amazing conversation with you. But I would definitely want to finish this off by asking you, how can we, anybody or any person who is going through this whole ordeal and who have understood where these feelings come from and they are trying to understand themselves. But what suggestion can I give to somebody who is struggling with body shame? How can they overcome this? And uh, little tips and tricks. And is there a way we can overcome the impact? fact also it has in our life so the answer is a powerfully hopeful yes yes Yes, there is a way to overcome it it doesn't this is not a way we have to live um there's totally an alternative and in my work the way that i approach this how to really overcome body shame a a big first step which we've talked about so much in this episode and in the last episode um well first let me say my work is very is very like circular it's more like a spiral versus a linear process because there's so many things that intersect yes and so a big thing that i i work with people on is Mm self-awareness so one of the things that i would say is if for someone who's experiencing body shame, Mm -hmm. I would encourage them to reflect on who in their lives or or what, because maybe it's like a movie or a book, Mm -hmm. you know, what has made them feel this way about their body throughout their lives. Mm -hmm. And there's likely several things, you know, think back to when you were a child, when did you first experience something negative about your body? And just kind of reflect as much as they have capacity to, Um, because sometimes that's really hard that's really an emotionally taxing thing to do Mm -hmm. so anyone who's listening i do not encourage you to like pressure yourself to do that at all just do it as you have capacity and just reflect on where when was the first time i thought this about myself um when was the first time i heard this where did i hear it who said it or was it a movie just just that reflection because that brings the awareness of there's so many things outside of us that have that have influenced how we feel about our bodies and that's yeah. so important for us to understand so we can separate ourselves from this isn't this isn't just me like yeah. this has been put on me yeah. this is this is a shirt i can take off yeah. you know and so within the process of body liberation there are four main self components mm-hmm. and elizabeth dialto of wild soul movement was was a person I first heard lay it out with these four because I used to my focus has always been on self-compassion and Mm -hmm. self-trust but there are really four so it starts with 
self-compassion, just yeah. practicing self-compassion, mm-hmm. self-acceptance, mm-hmm. which all of that really is like, it includes self-awareness, which yeah. we've talked a lot about. Yeah. Yeah. Self-compassion, self-awareness, yeah. self-acceptance, yeah. which then can lead us into self-respect, self-respect. Wow. which is directly correlated with self-trust. So that's actually five. So it's awareness, compassion, acceptance respect and trust Trust. and they don't it's not it's again it's not linear they don't i don't believe that they have to happen in that order Order. oftentimes they do unfold in that way because one is directly connected with the other it's really hard for us to respect ourselves if we're not being kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. it's really hard for us to trust ourselves if we haven't accepted ourselves yes no but it can happen so many different ways and 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 self-trust is so huge in this process because if I believe that what other people say about my body is true, I'm not able to trust myself. myself. I'm trusting them. I'm trusting them. If I, if I'm attaching morality to food, you know, this food is good and this food is bad. If I'm attaching goodness and badness to certain sizes of bodies, Mm -hmm. then I'm not inherently trusting myself. As children, we're born with self-trust, innate self-trust. You cannot force a kid to eat something they don't want to eat. You cannot force a kid to eat when they don't want to eat. Yeah. That's taught to us. All those things are taught to us. And that's where we start losing self-trust. And it gets put in right and wrong, good and bad, outside of us. Mm-hmm. And so I believe personally, and the way that I do my work is that the way to really overcome mm-hmm. feelings about our bodies is mm-hmm. to become aware, mm-hmm. be compassionate, and accept ourselves. Those are like the really strong core steps. They are such simple but Mm. such powerful concepts and people nowadays are struggling to even accept these concepts but Mm -hmm. I believe you know after hearing the entire time after talking to you I feel like okay somehow I'm doing something right with my work with myself so (laughs) thank you thank you because you know when a new client comes in I definitely don't do all the BMI unless they themselves talk about it first but I definitely want to to understand what they think of themselves what they think of their health and what comes from their family what comes from themselves and and I'd like to you know my first session all the time my one-to-one sessions is always related to their lifestyle habits so I can work on it and I don't give meal plans I don't talk like okay measure and eat this measure and have this and don't eat this don't eat that I will be like okay you know this is healthy and you know that this can have an adverse effect in your body so it's just limited to a certain amount of time and and you know we can we can have it you can definitely enjoy it but i want whenever you eat because nowadays when people eat something unhealthy they go through the whole spiral of guilt you know they'll be like oh i'm eating this and it's affecting me and i feel like that's where all it's not you know when people say that okay i'm a fitness instructor people just think that okay she's just going to make me work out and lose my weight but i feel like it's so much more than that because it like it comes to how people feel when they eat how people feel when they even have to get up and work out or how they feel when they wake up in the morning the first thing the pains they go through in their body so i try and i'm like a holistic approach is kind 
one of my way and not just with my work with my own personal development and my personal overcoming of the whole uh, negativity that i had put myself into and when i heard the entire thing that you know self compassion compassion is something that i have been talking about from the past year to myself and to the people that i love and care about and now i want to give it out to the world and i'm so glad that you are doing work which starts with compassion ends with trust or maybe starts with trust ends with compassion it there is no specific process but it's always a process it's always a journey so mm-hmm. it's amazing and thank you for being this amazing amazing guest mm-hmm. i had an amazing experience with you and it was a lot of self reflection on myself as well and i'm i'm sure the listeners are enjoying themselves and reflecting and i would like you to give me something that my listeners can come back to you because i definitely want my listeners to get associated with you in some way or the other so is there some place where my listeners can approach you or something uh yeah yeah and i really enjoyed being here too by the way i've loved these conversations i am i have a website it's okay. um www.chronolin.com yes and i i'm on instagram those okay. i'm on instagram probably most and okay. it's okay. just at chronolin as well okay. Okay. so people wanted to connect with me and send me messages or just follow along about it as i talk about all this stuff those are wow those are the two places that's great that's great and to all my listeners out there i will be hyperlinking these links into my description so you can directly connect with the amazing karana and i loved love talking to you and keeping in mind of what she just said now about self reflection and art if you guys follow me you know this was my last activity and i had put it on my instagram as well so where i had given an activity of reflect and write so i would definitely want people to go back to see that activity reflect on yourself write down the things that about you about how you feel and there's no pressure you can do it as you are comfortable with and at your own comfort levels and definitely follow self compassion with yourself and i had written in that activity that bring the change within you i would like you to bring the change within you in the most compassionate way that you can and with respecting yourself with trusting yourself and just adding on to all these little values that corona just gave us and have fun enjoy yourself stay safe stay healthy please do have your glasses of water every day stay mm-hmm. hydrated have fun and see you soon guys coming up with something interesting next week as well so enjoy stay safe and stay tuned thank you